Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tonight on our front, Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagben settles debate over whether or not the 2024 budget has been approved, insisting government's budget statement economic policy for next year has not passed. And also, despite the controversial law to restrict the import of some 23 uh, imports will be laid in Parliament, all of the belief being signaled and clearly being indicated by the Speaker, there was no show today, but is this a sign of hope? for the opponents or a temporary hold-up. The Food and Beverages Association will confront the subsidiary legislation committee of parliament on this matter on upfront tonight. But before that, we, we find out the actual state of the budget. And joining me now is Roxin Nelson H.A. Kwame Dafiamekpo, who is with Parliament Standing Orders, Public Accounts, and Legal Committees. He's joining me also with economist and professor of finance, Professor Goffred Alufa Bokpen, the understanding certainly we should have from these gentlemen is what does it mean to have the current stalemate in Parliament? Or, or, or certainly, we sure should be able to get the clarity after this break. Back, bringing you the latest lineup from Betway. Betway starts strong with your front two with free play Friday and swipe bet. In the middle, you've got all the control with cash out and build a bet. Plus, with win boost, you can boost your sports bet. At the back, they have smart picks and the partial daily jackpot. You always get way more with Betway. And you see it. By the Gaming Commission of Ghana, bet responsibly, no underrating. Terms and conditions apply. Betway, get way. Why stress? Drink Kalipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advert is from the days of Kwame Nkrumah's relentless fight for freedom. Ghana's journey has been nothing short of remarkable. It's a land where resilience and hope run deep. 
Through the years, Ghanaian leaders have risen with bold initiatives, becoming a beacon of hope for Africa and its citizens. It's a story of nation building, from the ashes of colonialism to the soaring heights of sovereignty. Fear has given way to optimism. Ghana has not only become an example to its neighbors, but a symbol of peace, growth, independence, and innovation. And now, we script a new era. A modern era of convenience and innovation. Introducing Chopbox, a future filled with job opportunities for our youth and credit facilities to provide a brighter future for all. Imagine stress-free shopping, where there are no more long drives, no more market hustle. A company that places its customers above all else, fighting tirelessly to make their lives easier. Where credit opens doors previously locked, and where convenience is not just a luxury, but a way of life. This is the journey of Ghana, a journey marked by resilience and the relentless pursuit of progress. Chopbox is our new era change from the old to the new. Chopbox, a convenient service. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school emergency. Mommy, chop chop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Crash it. Have your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Welcome back to our front. My name is Raymond Dako and joining me on this conversation, which is to do with the current problems around whether or not the budget for 2024 had been passed, is economist and professor of finance, uh, Godfrey Alufa Bokpen from the University of Ghana Business School and also member of parliament and uh, a strong member of the Standing Orders Committee of Parliament. He's also with that committee in charge of the legal, parliamentary and constitutional affairs in the Parliament of the Republic of Ghana, Roxin Nelson, H.A. Kwame Dafiamekpo. Gentlemen, you are welcome to our front. Thank you. Good evening, and good evening to our service Brilliant. Prof, I'll be bringing you in a second, but let me start with the MP. Honorable Dafiamekpo, the expectation was that Parliament would sit and finally conclude the budget for 2024 today. The finance minister yesterday told everybody in Ghana that budget had passed. But there was no show on the budget today in Parliament. Exactly what happened? What happened was that yesterday was slated for the leaders of, of, the, of the two respective caucuses, that is the minority leader and the majority leader, to conclude the debate on the principles underpinning the budget. Now, customize as practice, when that is done, then the speaker will put the question on, on whether or not the principles underpinning the budget system be adopted. 
And that happened yesterday. Now, the controversy was that when Speaker, in his opinion, declared that after the voice vote, the I, which was the majority side, carried the day, um, uh, uh, Deputy Minority Leader Rule 51 to Order 113 to challenge the opinion of the Speaker on the outcome of the voice vote and consequently requested for a division. And that is pursuant to the standing order I just quoted. And in the course of pursuing the outcome of the division, which will lead to a headcount, um, there, there was some misunderstanding. Clearly, the majority were not happy about the speaker's directive that uh, as part of the headcount, a, member, a member's name will have to be mentioned for him to respond to his name sitting at his place or her place. They didn't like that directive as part of the headcount procedure. And so they take a walkout, which is their right. But the question you have to ask is, why would the party in government whose president has caused a budget in pursuance of the constitutional provisions in Article 1, step to be presented in Parliament and debated in a court, will walk away from the stage at which the principles underpinning the budget will be adopted. And so when they, when they stage the walkout, Speaker has to suspend the House for some 30 minutes. And when Speaker eventually returns to commence proceedings, to resume proceedings, um, he proceeded to attend the House on grounds that in the course of calling for division, some unruly conduct were recorded on the floor. So based on that, Speaker agenda house to 10 a.m. today. Our expectations were that this morning, all of all 275 of us will be present in the house to conduct business as usual, which may include the business of concluding the vote on adoption or non-adoption of the principles of the budget. Now, to put the matter in context, the other people have, have, have produced today for our business contains 43 business items. And these contain motions and presentation of papers as well as questions to be responded to by ministers of state. But our battles on the majority side decided to break off proceedings today, except their leadership. Except their leadership. So we have just we have just addressed for the day. And at the time of adjournment, only the majority leader and the minor and the deputy majority leader were holding the court at the majority side. And I'm sure your conference would, would, would bear me out. And so uh, briefly Did the majority leader and his deputy admit that the budget had not passed? Yes, they agreed. And therefore, 
as, as part of the uh, matters that we are speaking to today, he has proposed that the, the decision to, to, to vote, the, the decision to decide the fix of the budget, at least in the respect of the principles and the payments, be taken on next Tuesday. That is today's week. So you said Tuesday, Tuesday or Thursday? That is next, next Thursday. That is today's week. Okay. So that's when you'd attempt to pass this budget again? So don't say that I attempt to pass the budget again. The budget has not been passed. There's a, there's a procedure in, in adopting the principles and the payment. That procedure is not concluded. So the, the, the Minister responsible for Finance uh, I am sure he, 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 rests, he rests ahead of himself to address the public and uh, to the effect that the budget, as far as it's concerned, the budget has been approved. The budget has not been approved. And indeed, the approval of the budget doesn't happen at this stage. The approval of the budget will happen on the last day of sitting. That's when we pass appropriation. That is when we approve the budget. So his understanding of the procedure of Parliament, with all due respect to him, is a bit limited. Mm. So what was suspended yesterday? What did yes. not happen? Was it not the same approval of the budget? No, there's a procedure. Now, if what happened is a decision was supposedly taken. That decision has been challenged by the minority. And when that happened, Order 112-113 will kick in. Because the head note, if you take a standing order, the head note for order 112-113-114 is all under a decision. So okay. it is a provision that is to guide the House when a challenge is, is, is raised in respect of a decision given by the speaker. And in this case, the speaker gave a decision, and the decision was to the effect that in his opinion, in his considered opinion, the eye had, had the vote. Because it was a white vote, it was not a head count. Okay, before we so, move it, for, forgive me, before we move on to bring in Prof, there, there is an update that I need to bring to your attention. There's a statement from the majority in Parliament, and that statement says here that following the conclusion of the debate on the budget yesterday, the Speaker, as per the established protocol of the House, was uh, to put the question after a period of deliberation. The Speaker posed the question, and it proceeds to do that the decision to call for a division was certainly not the initial application. Leadership of the majority, well aware of that under the rules, being absent during the headcount disqualifies a member from being uh, recorded present. Whereas a division is supposed to, they move on to make the deliberate and clear-cut decision that, to their best appreciation and understanding, the budget had passed. Now, I'll, I'll be grateful if you can also read the decision of the minority caucus released yesterday night, around this time. Yes, I've, I've seen that. That actually did not say the budget had passed. Exactly. So, so, so let me ask the majority... Focus. Let me ask them. Let me pose this question 
so that tomorrow or later tonight we can post it to any of the ranking members, any of your leadership. How come this evening, just about 30 minutes ago, the majority leader and leader of government business agreed that the decision to approve the principles of the budget be taken a week from today? That is next. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay. That is the matter that the hazard and the record of the house will bear me out next Monday when we come up to the house. Mm. Now, so, so the statement, the statement released by the majority in respect of the matter is totally misleading. It is calculated to put that into the eyes of the general public to be disregarded. The budget as it is has merely been debated and conclusion of the debate. And, it's a, 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 and we concluded the debate on, on, on the principles. The decision to adopt or not to adopt is still in abeyance. Uh, I guess I, I'll surely be having the Member of Parliament for Asante Atim North on this conversation, and he should be answering that question. But I'm grateful to you, MP Roxen Nelson, Daphia McPaul. I had to bring in Professor uh, Godfrey Buckman, our prof. The budget has been held in abeyance, at least if you believe what the minority and the Speaker of Parliament are saying. What are the implications of such a decision for a country that was hoping to get the second tranche or the release of that $600 million or so? Yes, $600 million amount from the IMF. Again, we are still <laughs> engaging creditors. What's the impact of this on that too, possibly? Raymond, uh, good evening and good evening to our fellow viewers. Well, so let's look at them separately. Um, the IMF supported program, of course, the 2024 budget plays a key role. There are some measures in the 2024 budget that are derived directly from the IMF supported program. Mm -hmm. But even what is standing in, in, in our way from getting the $600 million from the IMF has practically nothing to do with the approval of the 2024 budget. Okay. And the reason is that the condition precedent to re-getting the next tranche of the IMF supported program, Ghana has largely fulfilled its part of it from the domestic side. In terms of the structural benchmarks, the qualitative indicators, these were clearly expressed in black and white, in the, in the document, in the IMF-supported program document. And they, they, they have to do with Ghana's performance, both at the structural level, quantitative, indicative targets, as at the end of June, June 2023. And then when they came, they also looked at it prospectively towards our performance for September and 2023. After that, the 2024 budget had not been presented to, budget, to Parliament. So, and, and the IMF mission team, led by the mission chief, had held a press conference 
and, and concluded that Ghana largely had done well and that they had reached staff-level agreement with Ghana. At that time, the 2024 budget had not been presented to that parliament. So what then was outstanding, and is so outstanding, Raymond, is not the 2024 budget. It has to do with Ghana securing agreement from our external bilateral creditors. Remember, when we are talking about our external creditors, we look at them from two categories. We have those that we call external bilateral, being handled by the official creditor committee, co-chaired by China and France. Then we also have the external commercial, largely Eurobond. There are two committees, one at the international level, then at the regional level. What is holding the 600 million from coming actually doesn't have to do with we securing an agreement with external commercial, but rather with external bilateral. And okay. that is where the issue is. And therefore, the country has to focus on making significant progress with the external bilateral being handled through the official creditor committee. That is where the focus should be. And therefore, nobody should think or be told that the reason we are not getting the 600 million it has to do with parliament not approving the budget. No, that is not entirely true. Mm. But are there any other implications for uh, economy generally? By the because we know this budget is for 2024. In all fairness, and yes. it's a procedure as just been explained by Roxin Dafiamek. But mostly, the last day of Parliament for the year is when they end up approving finally after appropriations every section of that particular budget. But the policy principles, the deferment of the approval of that. Is there any impact of this on our economy from all fronts? Typically, the 2024 budget, government can only spend or actualize their intentions in the, from January 2024. But the general risk is that if there is uncertainty about the passage of the budget, then for now, that, that is not crystallizing. Then one will say that there is significant risk to the extent that parliament is going following its own procedure and all of that then then we cannot say that um, we are at the point where economic uncertainty has been introduced because the budget hasn't been approved remember that the risk becomes a bit more heightened if it's towards the end of the sitting of parliament uh, and, and 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 there is risk that the budget may not be approved before Parliament will go on break, then we can begin to talk about the heightened risk. But for now, I want to believe that the risk is very low. Of course, generally, a government budget and policy statements are approved. It, it works well in building confidence in the economy and all of that. Remember, if you can't wait over your own MP here, it's a bit difficult winning over uh, other external stakeholders for that matter. And therefore, government has to work with the minorities to make sure that whatever, if there are changes are required and what, or, or so, that has to be accommodated so that the budget overall is passed, at least before that, but the parliament goes on break for Christmas. Before I let you go, Prof, the outstanding issue I understand is to do with the taxes plus the tax reliefs that were put in the budget. And I'm talking here about also exemptions, the of about 450 or so million dollar exemptions list 
that government has actually given to be passed by parliament and the rejection of same by the minority. Also, the call for any element of a tax increase in the budget to be removed. Are these legitimate calls to hold uh, the approval of such a budget by? I, I want to believe that there's a general consensus that the taxes are just too burdensome. There's a general consensus that government needs to take another look at its tax policy and the measures in the 2024 budget across private sector and households. And we, we, we support that. We align with that view that government is overtaxing. The burden of taxation is beyond what households can bear in private sector. That said, when, especially when it comes to exemptions, exemptions have been abused in this country more along related party transactions and politically connected uh, uh, businesses, which on the average does not inure to the overall benefit of Ghanaians. And therefore, there is, there is scope for minority to hold out. And I believe that that is generally in line with our expectations also that, you know, when you create frictions in the economy, and that is what we have been doing over the years, we create frictions. And then when we realize that these frictions are having negative impact on businesses, then we try to offset that burden by going through other channels and getting tax relief that will not be generally available to any Ghanaian business unless you go through a certain procedure, probably politically connected or so, in order to have that advantage. That is not good. It's not every business that will be comfortable okay. to, to be identified with a political party in that way. And that is why when, when, when we go through regime change, when one party goes into opposition, the rest of you see that there's some kind of uneasiness among the uh, uh, business community about how the next government will treat them because they were on the list of beneficiaries of the previous government through certain initiatives and the rest of them. Generally, that approach does not uh, inure to the, to the benefit of our private sector. It's not every business that would want to be known in that regard. And therefore, we should be looking at pursuing tax policies, general fiscal policy and monetary policy, that, that is conducive mm. enough for every business to be able to do well regardless of their political affiliation or who knows who and who doesn't know who. I know, I, I know I'm taking you from your classroom to do this with me. I'm ever grateful to you for your time this evening. Professor Goffrey Bokpin is an economist and also with the finance department at the University of Ghana Business School. Many thanks to you, but I mean, we're still staying on this matter too, whether the budget was passed or not passed. You did hear, I read to you sections of the statement from the majority in Ghana's parliament insisting that the budget was passed. That's the section that's been disagreed heavily by the member of parliament that I just spoke to. That's a Roxy Nelson, who was in parliament until a while ago. But there is a very latest statement from the parliament of the Republic of Ghana. This is, statement is from the parliamentary service. And the statement actually reads that the parliament of Ghana wishes to bring to the attention of the general public 
that the budget and economic policy of the government for the year ending 31st December 2024 is still before Parliament awaiting approval. A consensus approach is being pursued towards its approval. It is recalled that during proceedings yesterday, the Right Honourable Speaker Alban Sumana Kingsford Bagben had put the question for a vote for the approval of the budget statement for the year ending 31st December 2024. Question put, and in the opinion of the Speaker, the voice vote in favor of the motion was carried. However, the Honorable Member of Parliament for Elembele and Deputy Minority Leader Emmanuel Ama Kofibua challenged the opinion of the Speaker on the voice vote and called for a head count in accordance with Standing Order 1132. The Right Honorable Speaker obliged and called for a head count and some members of the majority caucus walked out of the chamber. It is instructive to state the statement continues as per practice in the House on daily basis before sitting commences. The Speaker and the leadership of the Parliament from both sides of the House usually have a pre-sitting discussion and agree on how to manage the business of the day. At a pre-sitting meeting held yesterday, 29th November 2023, it was agreed that voice votes will be taken on the budget. However, in circumstances where the speaker's opinion on the voice vote is challenged, headcount will be taken. The agreement is exactly what the right honorable speaker complied with. Subsequently, the right honorable speaker under order 104 adjourned the house till Thursday, uh, next, that's the 30th of November 2023, that's today, at 10 a.m. Standing order 104 states that in the case of a grave disorder, Arising in the House, Mr. Speaker may, if he thinks it necessary to do so, adjourn the House without question put or suspend the sitting till a time to be named by him. Of course, that explains why the House was adjourned. Parliament is persuaded by the issues that arose regarding the process yesterday and will be dealt with on the floor of the House. That is the statement which is actually signed by the Director, Media Relations Department, the Parliamentary Service of Ghana. I'm lucky to have a member of Parliament who is on that particular ranking committee. Uh, he's the ranking member on the Subsidiary Legislation Committee of Parliament. The Honorable Member of Parliament for Asante Achimnov, Andy Kwame. Uh, so, Honorable, you're welcome very much to Upfront. I hope you are doing well this evening. If you could unmute, I, I definitely are struggling to get to hear from you. So if you could unmute, I'll be glad to have your okay, okay. brilliance. Yes, I hope yeah. that I do well this evening. It appears the speaker's uh, communication through the parliamentary service has settled the matter as to whether or not the budget they was passed. Yes, wonderful. As to whether the budget was yes. passed yesterday. There's a statement from the majority, which you belong to, that's suggesting that that budget was passed. The speaker says, no, the budget has still not been passed. Exactly how do we resolve this? Well, it is said, I think... Sorry, Honorable, I, I cannot hear you, sir. I think they us move on. Uh, indeed, uh, we have a budget statement... Uh, before the house. Well, I'm afraid I'm not sure. 
I'm struggling to get a good connection to Honorable Andy Kwame Apiakubi uh, on, on the very latest developments in the, I just read to you, the statement from the Parliamentary Service seeking to settle the matter whether or not the budget had passed, which is the position the majority took. Honorable, I'm asking, the majority appears to have a different view of what happened yesterday compared to what the Speaker is actually saying through the Parliamentary Service. Exactly how do you resolve this, sir? Yeah, uh, uh, the way to go is for the two sides to meet and build consensus and uh, seek a way forward. And as we rightly said, Speaker has just convened a meeting of the leadership, and I'm very sure and positive that <laughs> come, uh, come Monday, yes, come Monday, uh, the issue will be resolved. And normally, when it happens like this, uh, this is the only way uh, to bring the truth. And I'm sure that we will find a way. So, uh, If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Let's uh, defer our discussions until Monday when uh, the two sides will come to a conclusion as to the way forward. Because uh, the two sides have different interpretations of what happened and trying to interpret uh, the starting orders uh, 104, 113. But I think uh, it is better resolved by consensus. Mm. I, I, I was under the impression that the statement from the parliamentary service would have resolved this. Why is there still a difficulty as to what really happened? Well, the statement from the parliamentary uh, service is uh, also an opinion of the service, uh, which is also not uh, that uh, uh, automatic endorsement of the position. That can also be challenged. And you know that in all cases, matters of this nature, uh, constitutional as it is, uh, may be subject to even judicial interpretation, which sometimes uh, we deem not necessary. And I'm sure that the approach of the speaker will better resolve the issues for all of us. Mm. Now, some will say all that was required of you, majority, was convince the finance minister to listen to the uh, concessions the minority is asking for. Is that what's preventing you from doing so, Hello? so that this budget passes? Can you hear Hello? me, sir? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Well, I think Hello? Uh, well, I, I, I'm happy I have you back on. Yeah, no, but I was asking, exactly why are you not uh, listening to the minority so that this budget will pass? Uh, when you say we are not listening, I don't know what it is that you want us to I listen. The demands they have made, demands on the exemptions list, demands on the residual elements of uh, taxes within the budget that they want removed. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sure we should uh, be able to fix it. Yes, on, on, on yes. Our, yeah. I would have thought that these uh, discussions should have preceded the reading of the budget. Indeed, uh, in, in, the, in the parliament, I think I'm...
Well, uh, in a related, yes, yeah. Okay, so I, I should be able to switch to the other guest I have on this particular conversation because there's other matter of importance which was not actually put on the floor today. That is to do with the 23 or so import restrictions that was introduced by the Trade Ministry, which has really garnered a lot of controversy in Ghana's parliament. That was expected to be laid as the speaker instructed today, but that did not happen. I should be speaking to the Food and Beverages Association and the executive chairman, the one joining me now. John Awuni, you are welcome to Upfront. I hope you are doing well this evening. Yes, if you could unmute, Mr. Awuni, yes. If you could unmute, sir. Uh, I said good evening, Lorraine. Yes. Good evening to your listeners your listener and viewers as well. Wonderful. Now, let's start from the part where uh, we get to appreciate exactly what is happening in Parliament. Are you pleased that it was not laid, that is, that legislative instrument that's supposed to impose some restrictions? And do you think this is a sign that it may be entirely reviewed or your views will be sought before any amendments are concluded on this particular ally? Or is it just a temporary hold-up? Well, uh, uh, for me... I am of the conviction that it will not be uh, laid in the sense that almost the entire business community, with the exception of AGI, have kicked against this LI. And if public opinion were to be something that we can go by, and normally issues like this, governments would like to take, uh, or uh, governments would like to take the opinion of the public. Uh, and clearly, we realize that the Ghana, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, the Food and Beverage Association, Ghana Automobile Association, the Importers and Exporters Association, Ghana Chamber of Commerce, literally every group in the country, business association in the country, feels that this particular LI will hurt the country badly. It will hurt the citizens badly. It will hurt consumers badly. And that though uh, the principle in it, in terms of boosting local patronage and consumption of local, uh, local goods is very good, all of us will readily support any uh, activities of the government to improve upon our self-sufficiency we believe that it must not go by the way of law. It must not go by the manner in which it is currently done. And so it not been laid in Parliament. I, it is my conviction that leadership is listening. We have sent petitions. We sent petitions to the Speaker of Parliament. We sent petition to the Trade Committee. We sent petition to the Majority Leader, Minority Leader, and all. And we followed up, and we are very, very convinced that as partners in development, they will leave this thing and then let us together sit down. We have very fine ideas, not necessarily that we are businesses. Indeed, we are businessmen, and we have succeeded in our businesses. That shows that we have very fine ideas. We do also have the interests of this country seriously at heart. And we are also not happy with the current state of the 
country in terms of our production levels, in terms of our, the production sector, the manufacturing sector, and the distributive sector. If you have a situation in, a, in an economy where the service sector is dominant, that is not too much good economically. The production mm. sector must do very well, must do very well, and let the service sector go down. We will explore this point. Uh, Mr. Wooley, give me a second. We will explore this point extensively. I need to, however, bring in the Honorable and the Kwame Apiakubi, the Member of Parliament who is ranking on the Subsidiary Legislation Committee, which is looking at this legislative instrument. Honorable, you're welcome back. Hopefully, we have a better line to you. You were yeah. concluding your point on whether or not you are going to make overtures to the minority, agree to the demands they are making, so that this budget will eventually pass. Yes, I, I will tell you that there was a pre, there was a pre-budget uh, conference, and at the end of it, uh, we had opportunity to address the issues of the time. And I have suggested that it was necessary that we uh, had this pre-budget discussion before the budget was set. And this is where we have come to uh, a lot of disagreement uh, coming from proposals in the budget. So uh, this is uh, uh, something that we have to uh, coming uh, in that time. But again, uh, it is important for us also to consider the uh, provisions of the minority. Of, I think we have to do that so that we can have the budget passed. Otherwise, what's the point? In that section and trend position, I'm not getting the budget passed. So I think the government comes for us to That's an interesting point. Uh, with your permission, I would like to transition to a bill, no, no, a legislative instrument that you'll be working on. That's the one on import restrictions directly. Why is that particular ally? Why wasn't it laid in Parliament today, as the Speaker promised a couple of days ago? Well, uh, there are a lot of disagreements on that ally. And this is uh, not... Uh, your call has been put on hold. Well, unfortunately, I seem to have had a difficulty with the member of parliament for Asantia Chim North, who is actually explaining to me that there's a lot of disagreements, and even members of the committee are still not sure of the legislative instruments seeking, among other things, to restrict some major products in this country. We have put them into the category of selected strategic products, which are supposed to receive some restrictions, which requires some form of import license and, and clarification from a certain committee before you can import them into the country. Now I have, and he started speaking a while ago, one of the food and the Food and Beverage Association of Ghana's executive chairman, who's been quite categorical in his speech that this should not be laid in its current form. Mr. Wooney, I need to come back to you. You should be excited then that even the committee membership have some differences when it comes to whether or not this bill ought to be laid before the, this ally ought to be laid before the Parliament of the Republic of Ghana. This should give you hope, shouldn't it? Well, if I say it should give me hope, uh, it will look like uh, the, it is, um, I speak from the selfish point of view. 
but in all my submissions through our since this LI came up, has been from the professional point as a research, as a consultant in this area. And then also as a citizen, I speak from that, and that is the past, it's not from a selfish view, point of view at all. So I should say that it's victory for the country. It is victory for the consumer. It's victory for the business community. It's even victory for the government in power. Because I would not even, if I, if I were a politician, I would not even take that step at this point in time. When prices of goods are skyrocketing, when you are battling with food inflation, and then inflation in general, and then when you are almost going into election year, I don't really think that it would be very prudent for any political party that thinks of winning power will go ahead to do that. But yes, I'm not a politician, but looking at from the business sector, I just think that this LI, does, it did not even deserve to even be, uh, uh, be done at all. But well, once it has come up, the subject matter of the con uh, improvement in the consumption of locally produced goods, production of locally produced goods, self-sufficiency has come up. And I think that we should abandon the LII and take up this discussion as citizens and look at in what way can we do it? In what way can we improve the consumption of locally produced chicken? And by the way, this evening, I managed to buy a local bed, uh, 1.32 uh, kilos at 100 cities to enjoy with my family as today is my wife's birthday. I managed to uh, do that, but of, of course, if I added 200 cities or, uh, uh, or 250 cities, I would have had a whole box of imp uh, local uh, imported chicken. So clearly, we need to look at what are the production constraints? What in the in our in our in our in our in our sector? Why are we producing our goods at very high cost? The light, the electricity. Why is it so high for our producers? Why are the taxes? What can we do? And I think that that discussion should not be abandoned by the government at all. It is good this LI came up. Let them shelve it. And let them not see some people as enemies of the state. Never, never, never. Maybe some of us may even be more interested in the state than those who have even put their legs forward as politicians. So let us carry this discussion forward. Let's come together. And a committee, maybe a committee should be put together that will bring the business community all cut across and the, 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 the policymakers, and let's together see what can we do, what have been the challenges, and what would be the way forward in five years' time, where will we be? In ten years' time, what where will we be? We can't keep on going around this cycle, because Dremont, in, in the early 1960s, this quota thing was done to regulate imports. In 1967, it was done. In, 19, in even 1972, at Jampong's era, it was done. Then we came back it, throughout our history. This thing has been done. In some cases where it has been done, we have came up with the word Kalabuli, pardon, and all that. It has not worked well for us. And in each time we go and, we, and then we abandon and we fail. This time round, much as, as this thing has come up, let us keep the light burning. Let us keep the fire burning. But it must not come through important restrictions, holding back. We eventually will get to the point where nobody will advise anybody not to import. Because nobody, in our case, like uh, cement, nobody has advised anybody not to import, import cement. If you are importing cement and you have to compete with gas and all the local cement, that's your own business. 
I am happy the way the tile sector is going. We are gradually getting there with the tile sector. The toilet roll sector, we are gradually getting there. And many other things that uh, we can do. But our major staples, like rice, I don't think that we have had any breakthrough over the years in the rice sector. We haven't had breakthrough in the poultry sector. Currently, with the initiative that the government has started with the, uh, the, the, the planting for food, uh, food and jobs phase two, it's a laudable thing. But to sell their old chicken to farmers at 36 cities as it's alleged, the farmers have, have, have complained and have told me, I think that that is very unacceptable. If farmers are buying their old chickens at 50, 30 cities and they are selling the final bed at um, 120, 130 cities, how much will they sell that bed when it is sold at, when they bought the day old chicken at, at 36 cities? That is the problem. The major reason why we cannot afford the local produced goods is that the cost is very high. And looking at your consumers, majority whose income are less than 2,000 cities a month that they earn by way of salary, majority earn 1,000 cities. Some even earn as low as 400, 300 cities. And you can't, you can't, you can't just force them to go and buy a, a box of locally produced chicken, which is 10,000 uh, uh, cities for 10 kilos. The salary will not even be enough. For those who earn 2,000 cities, if you take 1,000 cities and go and buy locally produced chicken in the name of patronizing local producers, what is left to buy rice? What is left to pay your rent? What is left to pay your school fees? This has been my point, and I'm appealing to the government to listen and put some of us together, put people together, and let us see what we can do. If somebody, we have a commercial buy, a producer of rice, let's see what he can produce. Let us I'll see whether people can introduce or get off-takers to sign contracts with the person, to encourage the person at good price. Not that anybody should be selfish in this production chain. The producers should not be, or manufacturers should not be selfish. The wholesalers shouldn't be selfish. The retailers should not be selfish. The end thing is that the consumer must benefit. The consumer is the foot soldier. The consumer is the, is the, is the ordinary citizen that whose interest we must reflect. If, if, me, if, if, if I may interrupt that flow, I, I wanted to ask a question about the very ally that's before Parliament here. I understand the agreement is to include your grouping. Already uh, there is the Association of Ghana Industries represented on the committee that's supposed to be issuing or reviewing requests for importation within the restriction grouping. Now, I understand is your very group in the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana is supposed to be included in that. Have you heard of anything like that? Will that then change your I mind mean, about the status of this ally? Yeah. Absolutely not. I am never aware about us being included. But the issue is not even about being included. How prepared is Ghana to handle food crisis? How prepared is Ghana to handle price hikes? higher than it is currently. How prepared are we? What I see on the ground is that we are absolutely not ready. The planting for foods and jobs, let me come back to, kitchen, to, to the chicken thing, was supposed to be ready by December. Come around. I've spoken to majority of the total producers. They don't have the, any local chicken to sell. They don't have it. Rice, where is it? Let's go into the markets. Well, it's plantain season. We can see plantain and cassava. But it's a seasonal stuff. But, but, but that's what is our major staple is the rice. What's our major staple is the, is, is the, the, the chicken. What about even sugar? Where is the sugar plant? No. 
We cannot introduce an ally based on the promises of people. And I have said over and over that I came even with one, one of the biggest investors in this in producers of sugar in this country, in the world. They were not, the government of the day refused, governments of the day refused to honor their, 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 their proposals based on promises. The cake of the taste of the cake is in the eating. Prepare the cake. Let's eat and then we know when it is good, we will order more. And that was what these previous presidents and previous governments said. And I think that it's not about being included. I just think that as a country. And I just know, not think, I just know, and I know for sure that this LI, when it comes up, it will only amount to rent-seeking. It will only amount to people getting very rich at the expense of the ordinary citizens, at the expense of the Ghanaian. The price of rice that is currently 750 cities per 50 kg, it will go to 1,500. 1, Those who promise to produce have not yet produced. They don't even know what yield they will get. They don't, and majority are going to be dependent on rainfall. If you are in the north sky looking to deal with outgrowers, outgrowers will disappoint you because I have been in that area before. So we are not being negative that we cannot do it. We can do it. But a journey of a thousand miles begins with a step, and that step is not an LI. That step is put laying good foundation. And the Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We have no good foundation. Every house that will stand well must have a strong foundation. Our foundation for local for rice is not is bad. Our foundation for chicken is bad. Our foundation for sugar is bad. Our foundation for tomato is bad. Our foundation for clothing is bad. All those lists, I think that clearly maybe cement is doing very well. The tiles is doing well, not even as much as. And then a few of them in there can be dealt with. But even when we even come like tomatoes, we have tomatoes manufacturers in the country. And this, like I said, let's put it aside and come back and sharpen some of these things. Yes, there's a tomato manufacturer in the country, but do they go and buy tomatoes from the producer, the producers of tomatoes? No, the majority of them bring in tomato concentrate, plant it here and send it out. Majority bring uh, a concentrate of juices, and then they can it here and give. What can we do to make sure that they have direct link with the, 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 the producers of this, this at cross? What can we do to let them be linked up to pineapples, to so that we can tie their hands to, you must use local pineapple, use all the, all the, all the, the, the orange, use the mangoes and all the fruits that we have. But not just bring concentrate and pretend that you are a manufacturer. Manufacturing what? You are a, just a packaging, a packaging firm. So a majority of the firms around claiming that they are manufacturers are doing this. And this is what government must look at, not that AGI, 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 and AGI is it's, it's, it's a clearly fine. And the industry must grow. And I have members, AGI members, members who are AGI members and also members of the Beverages Association. And we will do everything. We will never kick against supporting industry to grow. Never, never. If industry grows, I grow. I can also invest in industry and all that. So clearly, I don't think that it's a, it's a good idea to go by LI. We, no, we are not prepared. Raymond, we are not prepared. That is a fact. And the, the both sides know. The NDC side know we are not prepared. The NPP people know that. We are not prepared. And that's true. That's why it is not even taking partisan stance. They know on the ground that it is not true. If it is true, nobody can come out and kick against it. The day it is true, like cement, nobody came out with law. We are all buying local produced cement. Like uh, tiles, we all go. I, in fact, yesterday I bought locally produced tiles. I have bought over 100, 100 tiles. Uh, over 
500 boxes in the last few uh, weeks. And that, that, that is it. I didn't go looking for imported uh, tiles. I went, I got locally produced tiles. And nobody, so you don't need an LI. I will buy local chicken every day. I will prefer it a thousand times if I'm given the opportunity. If I can afford, I will. Now, there was a conversation that big institutions and groups like AGI are the ones with the legitimacy to represent uh, the industry when it comes to engagements of this sort. And groups like yours, and it's not so clear who the members of the group are, so you really ha- does not have the history to posit a representation of a certain group of people who should be considered when it comes to any relevant government legislature? I can give you, I, I, can, I can mention over 100 members of who are my, our members. We have, I don't know whether it is permitted. Accra Brew is our member. All the big great producers are our members. They are members, if they don't know, and they, they, they pay, they pay. They are members in good standing. The shops, indeed, if you are to talk about those who control this economy, it is far back. Well, I it guess far we... back. those who control the economy is far back. It is not necessarily AGI, but that is not even the issue about who, whatever, not. If you think that I'm just sitting down doing this on my own, no, we have a group, and the group has a history. It okay. has a history of over almost 20 years. Food and Beverage Association is a registered association and it's a history of 20 years. So it's not like who are women's members. Well, if I don't have members, why should I, be, why should I go about be talking? In any case, I have my expertise. I have to just keep quiet. Let them fail and be disgraced. Because even previous times, I have cautioned governments okay. that they started poultry. I said, the way you did your poultry, you will fail. They said, oh, no, no, you are negative. I said, okay, fine, go ahead. They failed. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to you. Unfortunately, I've run out of time, Mr. Wuni. He is the president of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana. Many thanks to you also, the member of parliament, Roxanne Nelson, Dafiamepo, Andy Kwame Apiakubi, who also told us about what the subsidiary legislation committee is doing in parliament, and that debate is still on. How's that particular budget passed? Majority disagrees with parliament on this matter. Many thanks to you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching our front tonight.